0: Alright, alright, alright. It's your bitch Netta with another episode. But you know right this time it's going to be a little bit more serious um, and I do have to put a trigger warning uh, because I will be talking about eating disorders and of course if you feel like you would be triggered by that or it would make you uncomfortable listening then please don't. Listen, because the last thing I would want to do is make someone feel really bad. So, in saying this, let's begin. And obviously, I will be talking from a female-centered perspective because it is my own experience and my own observations. But I will also mention a little bit uh, how men obviously have eating disorders too. It's just saying in a different way, it's definitely more taboo not that trendy and I think it's felt in a different way as well just from like the body standards uh, that are obviously different so um I would also like to preface this by saying that just because someone doesn't look like they have an eating disorder does not mean that they don't because the amount of times I've heard someone say like oh, but she doesn't look anorexic, for example. Um, and it's like, how do you know? Because somebody can be restricting their calories. I know of so many cases, for example, their calorie intake is between 800 and 1,200, which is obviously not a sustainable amount. And they're still a very, let's say, fluffy person. Um... But that is considered an eating disorder. So for those people that think that they have psychology degrees all of a sudden, uh, just because they've read something or just does not match their expectations, maybe learn to listen and observe more rather than comment and criticize. And of course, vice versa, just because someone does look Super anorexic does not mean that they have an eating disorder. I mean, obviously, we have many different body types, we also have so many health issues that either help well, not help, <laughs> definitely not help. But for some people, it's just easier to lose weight, for some people, it's so much harder to lose weight. I'm, for example, me, uh, because I have like polycystic ibuprofen syndrome. It's extremely hard for me to lose weight, but gaining weight, easy as. Just give me a week of like eating out and I'm there. I've already gained like three or four kilos. <laughs> but dropping them, very, very, very hard. And you know what? I kind of wanted to talk about this because I saw a video literally a few days ago on TikTok. Um that was uh, I don't know the creator. But it was just on my For You page. And they were like, oh, you know, summer season is coming. Don't lose out on the chance to, like, lose weight in a way. So don't forget your cardio. I mean, I'm not saying that we need to (laughs) cancel every fucking person that's trying to motivate someone to lose weight. But just because you think you're providing some motivation or insight or advice does not mean that it's not triggering for some people. Because the moment I saw that, I was like, wow. I mean, if I was at a worse place than I am right now, I would seriously, I mean, that would seriously emotionally impact me. And I'm sure it does a lot of other people, even subconsciously, you know. Even if you feel like, oh, I feel completely fine. The moment you see those type of videos, you're just like, ah, fuck. I mean, summer is coming. Bikini season is coming. There's got to be so many people seeing me basically practically naked so I need to look my best and even <laughs> I mean we joke about this but also uh me and my friends were like uh yeah you know we're not gonna be able to hide our bodies within our winter clothes that are super fluffy and just not tight <laughs> but that is an issue. Especially with the whole virality aspect of social media, especially TikTok, and the fact that you constantly, obviously, compare yourself to others, and, I mean, most of these others are naturally content creators, or people that generally are just lucky with their uh, genes and bodies, I don't know. So, with that comparison, you just start feeling so shit, and you feel like you actually have to do something about it and don't get me started on the whole that girl aesthetic for those of you who are not on tiktok and you don't know basically at some point uh there was a that girl in quotation marks or whatever you want to call them aesthetic which basically means a very clean organized uh Well taken care of a girl who, for example, gets up at like 4 or 5 a.m., goes to work out right before work or right before she starts like content creating, just things like that, you know, Uh, sometimes works out twice a day, eats super healthy, Uh, even if it's one of those, I mean, I don't know, even if it's one of those sweet snack things, it's nut bars and protein bars and just everything healthy, 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 and they get it. I get that it's clickbait. I mean, it, you're also trying to sell a lifestyle. I guess you're also trying to motivate others to be a better version of themselves. But that's the thing. I think we're constantly striving for both ourselves and others to become much better versions. But what is that better vision? And what do you have to... How are you going to get there? Because sometimes you make choices to get to... destination that are not not the best let's be honest that puts so much pressure on again both yourself and people because if you see others constantly trying to be better then obviously you think well I need to also be better I mean how many people felt during the pandemic especially the very first beginning kind of the very first few months of the pandemic And by summer, there were constantly people saying, well, don't waste this time, utilize it. Look at me, in three months, I started gaining like $10,000 or things like that. Or I did so many courses, basically just being so fucking productive. And that just makes you feel shit. I mean, I'm happy for those people, but personally, (laughs) that made me feel shit because I felt as if I wasn't doing enough, as if I wasn't being enough. And we get this feeling every single day, you know, obviously not just about how we look, but how we, I don't know, I mean, intellect, inter- <laughs> oh my god, I can't speak, but intellect, financial status, social status, and you know what, for some people, the better that you're promoting, or that you're seeing, is not the better for you, because, like I said, sometimes the choices that you have to make are just not worth it. I, And these choices ultimately boil down to restriction. Because if you want to look a certain way, you're exercising a lot of self-control, a lot of willpower, and you're putting a lot of restrictions on yourself. I mean, I think this is obviously a universal feeling. How many times have you gone out, I don't know, brunch, dinner, whatever, even an alcohol night out, I mean, (laughs) night out, (laughs) not necessarily with alcohol, but alcohol, obviously, is super calorific, and you don't realize this, and most of the time, when you drink, yeah, you just don't realize it, but if you start counting calories, which I do not suggest it, I, I cannot go back, For example, it's shitty, but I pretty much know what I'm consuming without having to put it in every day. In terms of drinks, in terms of food, just everything. I know how much calories I can be exercising depending on how much I walk, how fast I walk. Just all of these things, you know. And emotionally, it's so taxing because you go out, you sit down, right? You want to try and have a good night out. But you thinking, okay, today maybe I didn't exercise. Or even if you did exercise, you're still thinking how many calories are going in and how many calories are going out. And you end up sitting at this place, maybe ordering something healthy or healthy looking because so much of the food at restaurants, obviously, even if it's deemed healthy, like a salad or avocado and toast, or just things like that, or a bar. They're also super high in calories, so it's not as if you're magically losing weight just because you decided to pay €15 euros for a salad. Don't get me wrong, I love salads. I don't like paying €15 for them, but I, I still love them. <laughs> and then on the other side, you decide to obviously not spend that money uh, ridiculously. So you buy something else, you buy something that you're actually going to enjoy, like truffle pasta. (laughs) And then you start to feel guilty because you think, well, that wasn't very healthy of me or that was not a good choice. And actually, I read this recently. Uh, What was it? I think healthy habits make you feel good after and bad habits make you feel good before. So I think that kind of speaks for itself that is obviously not to say that everything that you do which doesn't feel good in the end is not good for you you obviously need some type of balance because on the other hand it's not very talked about honestly but I've really noticed this recently and or a lot (laughs) orthorexia which is basically an eating disorder that focuses on eating so healthy to the point where it is actually again emotionally taxing for you and you know a lot of people in Bulgaria I would say have orthorexia because the amount of times I've heard no I cannot eat these carbs I mean, this has 30 calories in it, so this is what I'm going to get. Or I'm going to substitute this probably not healthy type of food. Like, oh, for example, bread and rice cakes. Perfect example. So many people substitute bread for rice cakes because they're deemed to be more healthy and less calorific. But that is just an issue for itself because you're not... You're still not thinking, I don't want to say right or wrong, but you're still not thinking sustainably about your food. You're still not thinking about how to sustain your body. You're deluding yourself into thinking that you're sustaining your body by just eating healthy. But most of the time, you're not. And you know why? Because at the end of the day, you're still restricting yourself. You go out and you say, no, I can't have this, I need to substitute it with something else or I'm not going to eat in general just because I can't even find a substitute or everything is just too much for me. And you're going to do that, but for how long are you going to do that? How long can you sustain that lifestyle? Because by doing this, you're also restricting yourself from experiences because a lot of the time you are so focused on what you're gonna consume rather than the amount of fun that you could potentially have or you're so focused on how you're feeling rather than noticing your friends. I don't know if that makes sense but at least that's how I feel and I know that it is such a big issue for uh so many people it doesn't matter whether you're a girl or a guy because obviously from a male perspective they still need to fit certain body standards they're just different to female i mean with the whole gym boy thing i feel a lot of guys feel so pressured to not be super skinny twiggy blah 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 or obviously you cannot be fat, or chubby, or have a dad bod, not to say that some girls don't like dad bods, but it's just generally more, and I hate this, I hate saying this, but it's generally more accepted if you're fit, and you have muscles, and you train, and I don't know, you bulk up, you cut down, like all of those things, which again are really taxing on your body, and it's you're focusing your mind so much on the eating and the consuming or the lack of consuming rather than living your life. And I don't know where I read this, but I think I don't think I've read that book yet. But in <laughs> I will find out the book and I will post a bit of it. But in a book they were saying specifically for women how it is such a political choice to constantly Uh, market, for example, weight loss uh, techniques or pills or just everything considered uh, within the department of losing weight and getting women to be so focused on that because imagine the amount of brain functionality that you're using on this and imagine how much you can use if you didn't focus on this on something else. So, I mean, I don't know. And speaking about this, I mean, let's talk about trends. Because 90s and early 2000s was marked by Kate Moss types, you know? Uh, the Tumblr era of skinny thigh gaps. Whereas, obviously, when we look at paintings, so many of the great paintings, I can't remember which period, don't hate me for this, even though I pretend that I'm such an artiste knowledgeable person whatever but their body types were completely different and that was what was considered beautiful at the time more uh like skin rolls like just rounder not so twiggy looking i guess and then we entered the super instagrammable social media gym phase right with super skinny waist naturally, big boobs. I mean, big boobs, I feel like, have been around for ages. Uh, but then, now we have the super big butt, which, if you kind of look into it, it is very interesting how it is completely, and I do want to say completely, due to the Kardashians, because they started this whole entire trend, and then people started getting more into, like, Health and fitness, and growing their beauty and peaches, and all of that. Things I mean, I don't want to say all of that. Things there's literally just a (laughs) butt, just the one, but whatever. So now that is considered a trendy body, that is considered to be the norm, and that is what's deemed to be attractive in a way. I mean, the amount of guys I've heard that are like, Oh, I prefer someone with a bigger butt, and then. Now, all of the girls who do have naturally thin bodies and don't have a butt feel so pressured to now grow a butt. Whereas 10 years ago, everybody was thinking about how they can lose their butt, how they can lose so much weight from their thighs and everything. And that's fucking... Again, I hate this. I find it ridiculous. In saying this, I am completely... I mean, I don't want to say I want to fit into... For example, the gym trend thing. I mean, I am obviously a super sporty person, but that is not why I'm doing, like, sporty sports. (laughs) Uh, But this is the issue for me because I've always wanted to fit into the skinny thigh gap. Always, always, always. Since skins, since the Tumblr era, basically. Since Victoria's Secret modeling. Just that's been the case for me. I'm not... Uh, one of those people that tries to change their body according to the trends, but that's always been the case for me. And every single time that I have got into, for example, let's say, a closer body goal of mine, it has not been through a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. And I don't mind saying this, I feel so many people, when I say that I've been dealing with anorexia and bulimia for like so many fucking years, uh, they tend to... Obviously take it seriously and I'm not saying that it should not be taken seriously. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to normalise eating disorders. But for me, it makes it easier to cope with everything if I actually do say it and I make a joke out of it for myself. Because in that way, it's not that serious. Because if I try and hide it, then that means I'm so deeply committed that I don't want to share it with anyone. That I don't want anyone to uh, make me... Second guess my decision, and that is something that I'm trying really hard not to do. So, in a way, if I say things, I'm I don't know. I guess I'm held accountable more because more people know about it. So naturally, if you know something about a person, you tend to observe their behavior surrounding that action and the way that they're thinking. So you try and help, and I feel like if people saw that I wasn't eating, uh, or I mean, yeah, that I was eating, then they will say something, and I would have to be held accountable and have to deal with those people and their opinions, which makes it easier because obviously I don't want to do that. But going back to the trends, I recently saw, uh, I guess, an analysis. observation made by someone how a lot of the kardashians are slowly getting rid of their buds and how we're now gonna go back to uh, the skinny tumblr era which i think is horrible for most people and that's the hardest thing because even if you don't buy into these trends even if you don't try and conform to society even if you feel super good in your body you have at least gone through a phase of where you're thinking about what you're consuming and you're thinking of how to lose weight the fastest way possible. And that's just... It's shit. It's (laughs) really fucking shit. Because it stays with you for... I mean, it depends how far you go, but it does stay with you for a very long time or for forever. And actually... I can't remember the statistic. Wait, let me look it up. Okay, so apparently people with anorexia... Uh, well, that's the disease that has the highest mortality rate within all the mental illnesses of 5.6. Now, I didn't do a very deep search on this, so I cannot tell you years in population control and all of that. But th- this is kind of... Agreeing with what I thought anyways, that anorexia has the highest mortality rate. And uh, I don't know. It's something to think about because obviously since I've experienced this, I naturally tend to have better observations about the people around me. So if I see someone being more cautious or if I just see them... I don't know, if I see the signs, then I try not really conform to them, but basically try and adapt to that situation, whereas like a lot of other people would not, they, because you do not see the signs. If you have not experienced it, and you have not experienced a close friend, for example, going through it, you can't know, and you don't even know how to deal with this situation, because it is such a tricky situation. I mean, one sentence, a word, or picture, or whatever, can literally trigger someone to the point of Today, I was feeling fine, but I saw this, And from now on, I'm going to go back to super restriction. So it's not... I don't know. I think it's hard. And we can talk about solutions and everything. I mean, personally, considering I'm still dealing with this issue, I clearly have not found the right solution. But in my mind, I feel like portion control is something... That is worth thinking about, simply because a lot of times we think of good and bad foods, whereas we don't really think about the portion sizes that we consume. Because even eating a super healthy thing in a very large portion size, that's not extremely healthy. So if you kind of say, okay, usually a good amount would be around, let's say, 400 grams. Do not quote me on this. This can obviously change per person. This is, for example, let's say something... I mean, I haven't even tested this, so I don't even know it. But let's say, for an example, or as an example, 400 grams. And you know that, obviously, if you feel a little bit more hungry, then you eat more. But my mom always said this, and I feel like she's right. Or actually, her mom always said this to her. Eat enough so that you feel the tiniest bit hungry. Because your stomach is not actually made to process such large quantities. I think, again, my mom was telling me how... Your stomach is actually the size of a fist. So if you think about it, trying to fit so much food that you enlarge it, naturally you're going to feel more and more hungry as you eat more and more. And again, this is not to promote disordered eating and say, well, you need to eat less so that you eat less. No, it's just about trying to listen to your body more. I'm really now trying to listen to my body more. (laughs) It's... You know, some days are better than others. But just ask yourself these questions. Am I truly, I don't know, am I truly craving? Is it a craving? Or am I actually hungry? And then when you finish eating, am I still hungry? Or am I just wanting the same taste for a longer period of time? Or I'm just bored? Or I'm stress eating? Just all of these type of questions where if you try and tune in to your body more, It could help a lot. And I feel like the whole 80-20 rule, for example, where I think it was like per week or per day, I don't know, you can choose. But 80% of what you eat is, let's say, healthy, nutritious, blah, blah, blah. And then 20% is for your mental sake. You know, just a little something that could also get rid of the cravings. And then that way you're not constricting and restricting yourself to the point where you inevitably end up binging because that's always the case. You restrict and then you binge. Unless you restrict to the point where you die. Sorry, that was a bit morbid. But um, that tends to be the case. And at least it tends to be the case for me because no matter how much I can restrict for like three, four, five months, I inevitably end up in a situation where I'm done restricting myself. Mm-hmm. I'm done with constantly thinking about food, not enjoying myself when I go out, not even going to certain functions, so to speak, because I don't want to be tempted by alcohol and by food. And I'm like, fuck it. Fuck it. I need to eat. I'm going to eat. And then naturally, your body is like, oh my god, food. Fucking finally, they're giving me food. So uh, the whole point is balance. And of course, these are not some super easy, magical solutions that when I say this and when you listen to this, I mean, if you haven't heard of it, that's great. You probably have heard of these things, obviously, but you're not going to feel better. This isn't something that, I don't know, it takes a day to fix. It takes years most of the time, but if you make the right, Mm. I don't know, if you make a step in the right direction (laughs) i feel like i'm chatting so much shit right now (laughs) but basically the takeaway from this is listen to your body most of the time it knows better than your brain what you need what you don't need be more attuned to other people's i guess habits because that can really save someone i know that If it wasn't for certain people at some point, I would have been much, much worse. And to be honest, I'm even now facing a lot of health issues, mainly because I've been a shitty cunt to my body. Now, in saying this, will I continue being a shitty cunt to my body? Yes. Do I want to be? No. But these are habits that have been made for years and years and years, and it's going to take a while to fix them. So basically be attuned to other people, be compassionate and empathetic, and try not to judge, I guess, because it's horrible. (laughs) And let's watch out with the comments of like, oh my god, you've lost weight, you look amazing. Because a lot of times that can be very motivating in the wrong way. For example, I lost a bunch of weight and summer like last summer basically again not in a healthy way and I loved it but you know I felt great I felt amazing I loved how I look all of my clothes fit me it was just fucking phenomenal and a few of my guy friends were like wow you got a banging body now like you look amazing and I was like thank you I did obviously take it as a compliment and I took it as like I did something great did I probably not Anyways, I need to talk to my therapist right now and I will be back in a short while. Okay, so I actually had a really good and insightful session with her just now. But um, I guess to kind of end this, because I've been blabbling on for a while now, at the end of the day, as much as we try to fit into all of these standards, by others, and by ourselves, we're ultimately deluding our Yeah, I mean, we're living in delusions because all of us know that regardless of whether we fit our expectations or not, we're just not happy about it. So even if we do get to our desired goal in terms of how we feel, how we look, whatever, we just don't see it as happiness and we always strive for more. So this is just about... Acceptance sometimes rather than always trying to be better. I definitely want to do another segment on this, kind of go even more in depth because I barely scratched the surface. And right now, especially after the session, I have like so many thoughts about this. Um, so I will see you guys next time. Oh, actually, just to say. I am doing something very, very, very exciting this weekend. It's all hush-hush. I mean, ever since ever since the idea has been brought to fruition, uh, it's been really hard for me to obviously not post about it. But I will, yeah, I'll give you update it. And you should stay tuned for what is happening this weekend. And I love you all. I hope you're doing okay. And if you want to message me about anything, please do so. I'm super, super, super happy to help. Love you. Bye.